Welcome to episode 101, the beginning of season 5 of the Switch Mania. Play The episode filmed out of order. <laughs> oh my goodness. Can't make it up, Barry. Can't make it up. No. Now we, we gave JP an ultimatum and said, you have to be on episode 100. And he's like, okay, well you guys can record without me. Record, <laughs> record the next one. And we're like, really? Really, we, we just we tried to set a time that all three of us can get together. Yeah, and uh, that is almost impossible these days, especially with Series Three Live and and everyone working their butts off for for premium. So we and, uh, and Barry and I being available on the weekends. Yeah. <laughs> like well, we've, been, we've been pretty available throughout yeah. the weekend. Like you know, just like during the day on Saturday, we're all doing stuff, but like Sunday we're chilling. And JP's like, well, I'm doing stuff on Sunday. <laughs> yeah, which is fine. You know, yeah, there's yeah, nothing yeah. wrong with him, and I'm I'm happy he's spending the time with his family today. And as he should, he should tweeting. <coughs> oh, sorry, he's still I had something tweeting. in my throat. He's still <laughs> tweeting while, while spending time with the family. But uh, so we will film 100 when we all can get together and uh, and do a proper end to uh, you know the fourth season of the yep. Playcat. And right before we started recording, we were like, man, we hadn't talked about a lot of stuff going on in the news. <laughs> Like, cause we had a break, a two month break in between episodes, yep. and like we were we were just going over a bunch of stuff, cause we have so much going on, and it was like I'm working on the manual for the game we're talking about today, um, and working on another manual in, C- in series three. But um, what's crazy though is like, so we're not even a week into the launch. Um, two of the retro editions fully sold out already. Yep. For the uh, the available online ones, so Cathedral and Phenotopia both sold out. And we're like close to about 200 copies left of Mighty Fight, which is pretty pretty crazy considering that you know fighting game fans are fickle, and it's still selling a ton, which is wonderful to see. And I'm, I hope everybody who wanted the retro edition got their order, but I know that's not the case mm. because last night when the when it, when the Cathedral sold out, I was I was doing a live interview. And the host was like, oh, I want all three of these retro editions. I said, you better get them. He's like, I'm going to get it after the show. And didn't even have time to. He only got two of the three because Cathedral sold out during the show. Uh, <laughs> so I definitely know that people did not get it the retro when they wanted it. Well, I mean, and the thing is, is this is going to air. It'll probably air out of order, too, by the way. Um, yeah. And so essentially, um, people hit up us in Discord. Let us know that you want to get a copy because, again, we mentioned that, you know, it's, you know, contingent on our distributors to not buy every copy. Um, So we may be able to put up some at the end of the pre-order window. We've been talking about it. If it sells out and people want it, we might put up a few, like maybe 100 or something, um, just if the distributors don't buy them all. So that way you don't have to wait till a second chance sale when they come in hand. Um, you can literally, so everybody should check the last 72 to 48 hours for sure. If you hear anything else that we say, just check the last couple days. Um, and we'll, we'll we're going to make a decision. We're going to do a poll, all that stuff. Um, you know, cause our marketing head of marketing JP is, is going to do all that. Right, Barry? <laughs> One would hope. <laughs> oh, it's too fun though. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm just sitting here, um, picking away, hacking away at all the pieces. I uploaded all the pieces of the um, the Series 3 items up to Nintendo so we can get all the finalized pieces. So as soon as, you know, we get done with the uh, the approvals, I'm going to start ordering the cartridges now. So, like, before the pre-order window ends, because we've had such amazing support and with two of the titles on Retro selling out. And, I mean, we're talking about selling out, but, like, we have an open pre-order on the standards, and they're selling just as much, actually more at this point, than the retros, which is awesome. So we have yeah. the funding from the pre-orders to already order the cartridges, which we're going to do. So that's mm-hmm. a little bit behind the curtain. Um, and it's because like, the sooner we get these cartridges ordered, the sooner they arrive. And guess what happens, everyone? The sooner we ship. Hell yeah. <laughs> I know people People have been asking that question yeah. a lot. Uh, all, you know, Whenever I'm talking with people, they're like, when is it going to ship? And what I always tell people is guesstimate around a three-month period from the close of the pre-order for premium standards and a four-month for the retro. Yep. Um, it could always be a little bit more than that. It could be less than that, but but that's like a safe window to expect when your game is going to come. 
I'm hoping that because we're like we're waiting on Mighty Fight right now uh, for ESRB, and I'm hoping that that gets resolved fast because we got to order all three together, and we don't want to be waiting on ESRB and then a lot check from Nintendo, which will take weeks. Um, in order to, because until all that's done, I can't submit anything for Mighty Fight, and that's problematic. So yeah, fingers crossed. That ESRB responds sooner than later because the key is we want to get everything ordered as soon as possible because we want to avoid and get in front of any holiday time. Mm-hmm. And there's a lot of holidays between in America holidays and then the holidays overseas at the start of the year. Yeah. So. So my thing is season. is that anything stateside we want to get printed um, as soon as we can, but anything overseas we want to do like ASAP because. Like, we don't want, like, pieces waiting and all of a sudden it's like, all right, now we have to wait till February. Because that's essentially overseas to close down till February, not January. Yeah, it's uh, so it's fun times, right? <laughs> the joys of launching at the end, uh, you know, a product at the end of the year. Yeah. I mean, we'll figure it out, though. It's not not too crazy of a, of a thing. Um, but it's still making headway in progress and of course like i didn't start working on series three items when we launched the pre-orders like i've been working on them as soon as series two was done i was working on series three um and the last piece of series two was the strategy guide for robot name fight so once i submitted that off i started working on all three series three pieces and basically now we're just uh in that awesome waiting game for series three stuff um, I'm working on manuals, as I mentioned, and once I finish the manuals, and I think I, what did I post? I posted in the group. I think it was the manuals and the CD soundtracks, right? Mm-hmm. Those are the two things that I need to get off the ground and, and finished up. Uh, once those two are done, like, then it's literally I'm moving to, to series four. Ooh. Oh, my. <laughs> A lot of people have been asking me about that, too, which is crazy because, you know, series three just launching and people are already hungry for series four. Yeah. We are not that company, everyone. Like, <laughs> like we are, I mean, I am literally playing and deep into Phenotopia right now. Um, so good. And we're not going to talk about that game today because Cathedral, we all played and, and mastered. Um, right, JP? Right. <laughs> <laughs> hey, at no. least he played that one. He did. And yeah, he'll... He might do a guest spot during season five of the playcast eventually. You never know. Maybe. The door is always open for him. It's just time availability. Exactly. It's it's hard to, to coordinate three of us now. My, my think, time is super limited. And the holidays isn't helping that either. Mm-mm. Nope. And I mean, this whole month, I think he has like everybody in his family has a birthday like week to week to week and craziness. <laughs> or, or anniversary too. And anniversary, so. It's. I mean, I did the same same dealio with that too. So I mean, it's it's just uh, crazy times. Well, that's part of life, right? It's the crazy times and just enjoying it, and hopefully everybody out there is enjoying their own times and getting excited for these games and have their order in because I had a good time with these games, especially you know talking the game of the episode. I had a real good time with. Absolutely. So you want to do the game of the episode or do some news? Because we haven't gotten any news. We, I say let's do the game of the episode first because if someone's listening to this and they haven't pre-ordered yet and they've been on the fence, uh, maybe we can help shed some light. Get their copy of Cathedral. Cathedral, 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 Cathedral. Amazing, amazing game. Um, so Cathedral is our seventh release on the Nintendo Switch. That was the irony when we launched Series 2 and we did it as a tease. When we put it up on the website, we put a 07, and a few people actually uh, caught that. Yeah, it's funny because I even had a question today in Discord asking the numbers for the Series 3 games, and they're on the website too. Uh And it's like, yeah, they're there, 5, 6, 7. But yeah, I think that was a cool tease. I I know a couple people were asking, oh, does that mean there's three games? And we said, maybe, maybe not. And I, I played it off as you making a mistake. I was like, oh, Jeff made a mistake. I yell, he he was supposed to put a six. People uh, will realize that there aren't aren't too many mistakes around. <laughs> but um, the the thing is though too is that it's not necessarily that we 
we're going to do three games because really Mighty Fight Federation kind of came sprung upon us last minute. It's more so um, that we didn't know when Sunshine was going to drop. We assumed that Sunshine was going to be available on the Switch for Halloween, which yep. means that we were going to submit everything, get a patch on there, and get it as part of, of Series 3. Um, it was ready on Steam for Halloween, but the Switch port's taking a little bit longer. So sunshine will be part of series whenever it's done we're not even going to say it's part of series four at this point we don't know um and it's not just sunshine manor camp sunshine also is being ported so both games have to be ported and probably we'll give them a little time to find some bugs because there's usually bugs when you port something over because we want the games to be as bug free as possible on the card complete on cart yep um so cathedral though um cathedral is developed by december born interactive and originally the original release was at at the end of october in uh, 2019 um the big tagline is make your way through more than 600 rooms and unravel the secrets of your past by finding the five elemental orbs cathedral features a vast world meant for exploring so this is a standard metroidvania amazing game um, so you wake up in a world with no recollection of how you got there. It's full of secrets, hidden rooms, dungeons, towns, um, and a vast world. Uh, you control the nameless protagonist, a knight from a different world who teams up with a spirit known as Soul. You figure out what makes this world tick and how to get back home. Um, so essentially, um, the orbs that you collect are placed in ancient times by the demigod known as Ardor. Uh, and are protected by five fearsome guardians. Amazing boss fights. Uh, you make your way through their dungeons, meet them head-on in combat, and see if you can best them. Um, I would describe the boss fights as kind of a combination of bullet hell and precision-based boss fights. Like, they are some challenging ones, and you die a lot. Die a ton. Oh, yeah. Um... And there's a lot more to this. I'm reading it right from the Steam page. Um, so the key is is that for us, because we, we both 100% of this game, so that's one of those things that we mentioned on the Series 3 Direct, is that we all 100%ed it. Um, so there's a few things when looking into Cathedral. So first of all, is like it is a precision-based platformer. Um, draws inspiration from the 8-bit 16-bit eras, but leans more towards the NES color palette and sound capabilities. So they tried to use the restrictions, but then they um, they also like expanded some items to make it like really sound deep and awesome. Um, within the within the controls, though, it is not a roguelike. So a lot of people were wondering, is this a roguelike? Is it like one of those things where you lose all your progress? And it is a strategic way that you play the game where you have all these save points and things, but like you can start at the beginning of certain sections. It really just depends on how you progress to a level. And um, the main thing is, is that you take a degradation of your gold every time you die, right? Um, and so the strategic piece is once you get to the town, there's a bank and most of the big towns have banks. So always, always, always deposit your money before you explore into a new area at the bank. So that way you never lose anything. Cause if you have zero gold, you lose zero gold. Um, before you get to a boss fight, there's usually a portal. Um, portals can be used to fast track around areas. There's usually a portal nearby, so if you haven't found the portal and you get to a boss, like might want to explore around a little bit. Um, that way you can use that portal to go back to a town and deposit your gold, so that way you don't lose it on the boss fights, because you will absolutely die multiple times as you learn the patterns. Even if you go online and watch like a boss fight, like rush mode, like you still got to execute. <laughs> That's the craziest thing. So um, my main recommendation is always invest your gold in the bank. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So what what do you got on this game? I just gave a, a little bit of a uh, little bit of my thoughts. <laughs> yeah. Um. I almost described this more as like a Castlevania Zelda adventure more than Metroidvania, even though it does have like the map and and all that stuff. Uh, just like you're not as confined like Metroid. You you do have this open world and you can explore it at your whim and. 
it's just the bot. That's a great strategy. Uh, one I implore is to definitely deposit your money because uh, some of the stuff you may want to save up for. Because when you die, you lose. Uh, if you know there's a boss fight, uh, you you can tell where there are. Usually, there's like healing potions right beforehand, like the healing statues. Uh, definitely go back to town, deposit your money. You do not want to lose ten percent, especially when you have. A lot of money, but you can lower or buy, it. Or buy up. your upgrades. You should definitely yeah. buy your upgrades. Oh, God, buy your upgrades for sure. Upgrade okay. upgrade everything you can. But you can lower the, the loss to 5%, which, is, which you know, obviously helps. Oh, but definitely. the bosses are challenging, but they're fair. Like, when you die, it's your own fault. It's not, oh, the game was cheap, or, oh, controller. Uh, you really need to learn the boss's pattern. So don't get discouraged if you die once or twice on a boss. And like there was one boss in particular that just kept kicking my butt. And I said, you know what? Screw it. <laughs> I actually left the dungeon. I'm like, I got the, the ability from the dungeon anyways. I'm going to go explore another section where I know I could use this ability and, and see a little more of the map. And maybe I'll find like a hard upgrade or something to make it a little easier. And I wound up finding a whole new section of the map, a whole new town. Uh, just like, am I even supposed to be here yet? And uh, it was great because I just found it. And uh, then I, I got powerful upgrades and i went back and i kicked that boss's butt but don't be afraid to explore absolutely well and that's Uh, the thing is you don't have to fight and beat the bosses until you're ready to go to the end so like technically you could go through the entire game that's not true there is a boss you need to progress through uh, one of the zones uh i uh, think it's the the one come on mr details come on no i don't do should i say it yeah all right, it's the necromancer. You need to beat the necromancer because otherwise you can't get through the graveyard because the spirit won't show up. Ah, there we go. So yeah, there's there's a couple of sections that trigger a they trigger a uh, scene. I was trying not to spoil it. But... Oh, it's all good. So there's a necromancer boss. Um, considered in a bunch of reviews as one of the hardest bosses, which is funny, but it's early on in the game. So. Um, yeah, it's a he's a he's a, a beast of a guy because he he has about four or five different patterns and flies all around this the screen really fast. So you have to basically get the timing down when to jump and when to dodge and all that. What I also like is there's a lot of hidden stuff too. Uh, there's a lot of quests, and some of them are pretty cryptic. Uh, like there was one quest I picked up, and towards the end of the game, I still had it, and I was like, "What the heck is this?" And I was scouring all over, and finally I found the NPC I had to talk to. And I, like, set up a chain of events. I was like, oh, okay, cool. And, like, it led to a whole new optional dungeon. I was like, this is really cool. Uh, and there's there's optional bosses, which I love. There's optional dungeons. There's so much to this game. Uh, I, I can't sing enough praise. And and this is one of those things where if you, if you saw the trailer and you were like, this game looks amazing, it is. It is absolutely amazing. And if you looked at it and said, oh, this doesn't look like it's for me, I understand that too. I do think you should give it a shot um, because you might find yourself falling in love because a lot of people will play a game. Like, oh, maybe this isn't for me and you wind up falling in love with it. And this is one of those games where when I first played it, you know, I just played a little bit because before we signed it just to see how it was, I played maybe 15, 20 minutes. I put it down. I said, we got to sign this game. And then I went back to it. And I I was like dreaming about this game. Like I first thought in my head when I woke up, it's like I gotta continue Cathedral. It's so good, mm-hmm. and I just gotta see what's over here and what's over there and we'll find these secrets. And thankfully, on the map, there's a great map. It gives you percentages, so you know how much of the the collectibles and stuff you've completed and, and gotten in each uh, zone to go for a hundred percent. And uh, there's there's other hidden items like uh, the books. There's a hundred books to collect as a sub quest. And uh, those are scoured all over, so it's like it's like an extra fun thing. Like think Koroks from Breath of the Wild, but nowhere near as difficult to find as all of them, and there's much less. Um, but yeah, it's it's just one of those things where there's more to this game than meets the eye. And it's like when you start the game, you start in the cathedral, and you're like, "This is the whole game." Like, no, that's like the cold open. <laughs> Very most little. People of the game. think that it's like Shovel Knight, and it's like well, oh. Shovel Knight's level based. Yep. Mega Man yeah. style. This is Metroid style, or because it's a huge open world that you can explore, or Castlevania style. Um, so it's like a huge open world area. You see stuff that you can't get to. Um, and yeah, you're saying it's like l- loving the game. Like t- 
technically I'm not putting any of our releases in like my top five of all time, but this would creep its way into my top five. Like if I were to put games that we release, but I'm have my own section of my collection for our own stuff. So stay it's, that's one of those things uh, is the, when, when you're dealing with the enemies you encounter to uh, some of them are a little more difficult than others, but I love the healing system in this game because you have hearts, which you can obviously find more hearts to increase that number, but you also have potions. And you have a set number of potions, and you, you can upgrade your flasks to have more, I think, up to nine. And the beautiful thing about potions is they'll heal you a certain amount, and you could upgrade how much they heal you, or, you know, up until like almost healing all your, your health. They will replenish every time you, like, you go back to town. So it's not like it's, oh, well, if I use it here on this weak enemy, I won't it's have like it Anytime you hit a heart statue. Yeah, anytime you hit a heart statue, it replenishes. Yeah. So it's pretty much, hey, you know what? Use those potions. Use them to help you get through tough situations because you will need them. And I love how generous it is. You don't, they don't cost money to replenish. You, know, you get to a heart statue, you get to town, you'll be able to replenish them. So use them to make sure you can get past. Ironically, when I started playing the game, I never even realized that the potions were a thing. And yeah. so I was playing through, I think I went through the first couple bosses without using a potion. I think I got all the way through um, up to the, um, what is, there, there's like an underwater boss that you fight. Mm -hmm. That I got all the way to there without using Oh potions. my God, really? Because I didn't know you, I didn't even think about it. Like I was like just fighting and trying to beat it all with one life. Oh my God. That's and sad. I'm like, as soon as I realized, I'm like, I hit it on accident once. I'm like, oh. Well, then now I have like four lives, yeah. <laughs> and then oh, yeah, I beat, and twice. I started beating everything. But it was like I learned the first like few bosses just like pattern frustration style, and <laughs> that could be like if if you're trying to play this game and you're not using your potions as you as you play through bosses and no one to heal, um, that is a key tenant to you know, mastering some of these bosses and as well as like, you're kind of a damage sponge. Like, like you take lots of damage and it goes fast. And so like, if you need to, you need to heal. And that's another thing is because the way the potion system is, you can play it like you and just like, I'm not going to use potions. You could add that extra level of challenge onto yourself yeah. or you can use it as a crux and just be, I'm going to use potions all the time. And, and you know what? That's the way the game is designed, so there's nothing wrong with that. And I absolutely used potions, especially towards the end and the uh -huh. and the final boss. Like I needed potions. Without it, I was I was gone. Um, but they are really it's a really nice system, so you don't have to worry about well, I need money to keep buying potions to go into you know areas and use them and hopefully survive. And no, you they're free, so use them and it just makes things a little bit easier because it's still challenging even with the potions. What I like, too, is that as you're playing through game, the levels, the bosses, you can use the environment to your advantage. So, like, I mean, there's even bosses that you can use the environment items to manipulate the way that you fight them. makes them easier. Um, so it's really cool to experiment around. We recommend experimenting around. That one we won't spoil because, I mean, Barry told me of a secret for a boss that we didn't even know about that the developers told him, and we're not spoiling that. But, like, it's so cool to be able to take, like, some of these different items because there's some items that you get, like, a shotgun that'll go, like, which is weird for a night game. You get a, a, a bluster bust or whatever they want to call it that blows through rocks and stuff. But um, then there's, like, a magnet too that can pull things and so you can like utilize these different pieces to manipulate the way that boss fights work which is really cool boss fights are not in addition to memorizing patterns or figuring out patterns they're also puzzles mm -hmm. and you absolutely will need to use your tools to your advantage to defeat these bosses and a lot of it is once you even know what to do like you say jeff said you could look at boss you know videos and stuff like that if you're having trouble but even if you know what to do it's actually executing what you need to do and sometimes that can be a little frustrating um it's never unfair yeah um but it's just that execution so don't panic and just try and relax but one cool thing that i, I love uh that they added and i i never even thought about it really to be added into other games is you have all these items and there's two ways to equip an item the one way is the standard push start, 
you know, click the item that you want to equip and on, on pause, uh, which perfectly works. Uh, the other way is you can use R or L to cycle through your equipped items for, mm-hmm. you know, much faster. However, if you're in an area where you absolutely need just two items and you need to swap back and forth and you've got like five items, it could be like frustrating, like, oh, I pushed R, oh, I pushed it too many times and you're trying to go over. You can actually turn off the items you have equipped yep. so that you only those two items will appear, making things a little bit easier because now you don't have to worry about which order they're in. And I love that because for certain areas I had to do that and it made things immensely easier. And then, you know, for others, I just had them all equipped and be able to switch when I want. So there's a lot of like those awesome quality of life uh, features in this game. Yeah. I never unequipped anything. Like I saw that you could, and I was like, Oh, that's kind of cool. But then no, I was, <laughs> I just there, left certain bosses that where you need like just two, two of the items. And I'm like, Oh my God, like cycling through, I turned it off to be easier because the game allows you to. Yeah. Yeah, I just memorized the button pushes. <laughs> yeah. Well, aren't you Mr. Special? <laughs> no, nah, I just would rather learn it that way, so that way every battle, every fight is all the same predictability. It's a different way, and you can approach any game multiple different ways, yep, which is that's really true. cool. Really cool about it. Yeah, I mean, I really like like how interconnected the world is, too. So, like, you know, it says 600 screens, but in reality, there's, what, 12 different areas that you go through, and, like... As Barry mentioned, like when you randomly went away from a boss to come back to it, you go to a new area and there's so much to do and explore. And because it's like a Metroidvania where you get to see the the classic map screen, um, it shows you what you've seen and what you haven't seen. So you know what you have and have not explored and you can mark things on the map. So you can sit there and like click a marker if you if if a section like has a item that you saw that was out of reach, you literally can click a button and it'll put an exclamation on that page. So that way you can come back to it later, which is really really handy. I used it a lot, and then sometimes like it was I put the exclamation on there, and if something like the shotgun, which you don't get till much later in the game, and I'm like, man, I still want that thing. Like I would go back there after I get every new item and see if it would like work with the uh, with the section. And see, that's funny. That's something I never did. I never marked the map. I just mm-hmm. kept exploring because uh, I would always, while going, like, oh, I remember there's something over here. And while getting back there and trying to remember how to get back there, I'd find something else new, uh, which is awesome. Uh, there's a lot of hidden things, too, uh, like in the ground or the walls. Uh, you know, so, so really, it's kind of like hit every surface and check everywhere uh, because you never know what you're going to find. And the maps will show you, and it's it's like Zelda in a sense. Like, oh, look, there these rooms in this dungeon circle around this empty space. So it's like a, a, a circle. And like the empty middle, maybe there's something there. And, you, of course, you bomb one wall, and you go in there. There's a hidden little room. Uh, there's things like that in the map you can see where it's like, oh, there's probably an extra room here. Uh, and, and you should absolutely experiment and try and, and see and uh, I, I like the fact that they have those things that like you're rewarded for exploration. Like I hate when a game like shows you, oh, there's a path to the right and it's a dead end, and you go all the way there and there's nothing there. Like you just wasted my time. So this game rewards you 100% for exploring. Oh yeah, it definitely rewards you, and that is the most Zelda one like aspect. Where if you bomb every section of every tile, you're bound to find something. In every area. <laughs> like it's ridiculous. Um, it does show you if there's items in certain spots too on the map, which is nice and handy. Um, so, I mean, it's good to utilize every tool that you have. Um, there are some items though that you get that are that are underutilized for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, there's like one that like reveals hidden stuff, and like I never used it. <laughs> there's a couple, and and there's one thing if you're like completionist and you want to get 100. percent uh, on the screen, the item screen, there'll be spots that look like should be filled in with items that never do get filled in. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's true. There, there's just empty black spots. Uh, and, and that's just, you know, like the OCD in me. I was like, kind of like, oh, there should be something there. But I confirmed with the developer there, there is nothing. <laughs> that's too funny, though. They're like, I want more. <laughs> I do. I want more. Give me more items. I don't care how useless they are. Give me well, something to fill that slot. All I know is that that's what she said, Barry. Um, <laughs> um, <laughs> all, all I got to say, though, 
is because like within a couple days our retro sold out and we're selling amazingly on the um on the standards like hopefully this shows december born that people love this game maybe we'll see a continuation in some way shape or form like wonderful let's hope because i mean you did an interview with them which is up on our youtube channel um and with the developer eric and um i think who was ori yeah yeah exactly and um and you you put up uh that's on there so you know definitely check in there maybe you'll you'll hear some allusions to two things but um let's hope that we see something either another amazing mateus it was mateus Mateus. yeah but anyways hopefully we're going to at least see a metroidvania from them whether it be a continuation of cathedral or not but hopefully we see another amazing game out of them in this genre because they they do awesome action adventure games well i will say this um after doing the like i love the game i was smitten with the game from the beginning and and i'm super glad i 100 percented it after talking with them and having the interview which i implore you to watch i fell more in love with the game and i didn't think that was possible because hearing their story on the creation of this game mm-hmm. and how it came to be and just their passion for this game it is infectious and i'm so happy to see the retro sell out for them to show like hey your game, your little game that you didn't think anyone would even notice or care about is getting this attention as it truly deserves. Absolutely, and, uh, it does. It totally deserves. And it's really cool that we're going to have a um, hand-drawn guide by Phil Summers associated with this game. Um, that guide is going to do like kind of a, a tips and tricks uh, exploration all the way up to the Necromancer's lair. So like, and the necromancer, that's what he's covering up to, which is really cool. Um, cause it'll be like kind of a, um, you know, a little taste test of what's in store for you for cathedral. And it is confirmed by Phil that he is only, cause there was another hand drawn guide by, um, another company that was launched from him for an NES game, but it is confirmed that he's just doing the poster and like a couple sketches on the back of the poster. So it's not like a, a, a standard like hand-drawn guide like he's doing he's doing a legit guide for us i can't wait to see that it's gonna look so good and and i know like the art the developers are absolutely you know completely smitten with the art the retro box the slip case or the slip cover and and the hand-drawn game guide art they are just completely in love with so, so happy to get the slip case from um paul again Oh yeah, he's so busy right now. But like, we got one cover out of him for this series, and this one just looks another like another amazing cover that is just like part of the legacy of premium. You know, I think if we can get at least one per series to keep that tradition going, yeah, I hope so. Hopefully, he's he's not super busy. Like, we gotta <laughs> we need we need more Paul in our life. <laughs> <laughs> need a little more Paul. <laughs> a little more Paul, but um. Yeah, it's a it's a super crazy game that none of us expected. I mean, we love our Metroidvanias for sure, like absolutely love them. But like, we didn't realize how much we would love it until we started like digging in. Because every time we play a game, like we we all give it a, a go for a couple hours to see like how we like it, and we all just like we're blown away. And again, like some of these games, like 2019 game, didn't have a physical. Like how? How is my question. You know, the, I think the answer is just exposure. Uh, you know, there's so many great games that come out every single week mm-hmm. on, on all the different digital storefronts that it's impossible to keep up with all of them. And you could be the most avid person in the world and you could say, oh, this week I found three games that are truly spectacular worth my time. So you start playing them. The next week there could be three more, but you just you might be busy with those three still. And by the time you get back to it, you've missed six, seven, eight games that would fall under the amazing banner. And that's a testament to the time period that we have all these great developers out there making these classic, you know, A plus titles. But it's also a deterrent because so many of them just kind of sink. They just don't get the exposure, and with the the way like the algorithms work, like if a lot of people don't purchase it, then it gets buried even further to the games that are more popular. 
So I'm glad that we were able to bring this one back up and give it, you know, attention and give it a physical uh, release and make sure that it is preserved for life because Mm -hmm. this is one of those titles that absolutely deserves it. Oh, yeah. And, I mean, when we do these games as part of an episode, like, we're not going to be rating it or anything because, of of course... course Like it's our games. Like we have to love every game that we release. Um, we'll be doing the other two games uh, in the future, and I'm still playing Phenotopia. But fortunately, um, we're about to head into the Thanksgiving holiday week, and I'm going to be visiting my in-laws. So after I get done driving cross country, I'm going to be playing Phenotopia. So that is the only game I'm bringing. <laughs> so that's the game that we're going to be covering in the next one and to talk about another hidden gem like we got mm-hmm. three hidden gems in series three and like cathedral is just one of them oh yeah cathedral cathedral's been the i think our most hyped game to date like robot was super hyped with the you know inclusion in their first direct but despite that i really think cathedral has was more hyped after the second direct. It's so many emails, people. When when is Cathedral? Did I miss it? When can I get it? When can I get it? Uh, and so many. When we premiered that, I never heard of this game. This game looks amazing. How did this be? You know, wh- where did this come from? So to have it lead the charge into Series Three, uh, really couldn't have picked a better title to take that position. Mm-hmm. And uh, I'm so happy we can finally, you know, get it out there and, and deliver it to everybody because. And I've been asking for a long time, and clearly the pre-orders show that, which is wonderful. It shows that they like this and they want this, and that tells us all our customers have amazing taste. <laughs> they all have amazing taste, <laughs> and probably good looking. <laughs> and probably good looking. <laughs> <laughs> Series two. <laughs> Series two. <laughs> uh, that's funny. But um, so I mentioned I was working on the manual for uh, Cathedral. Actually, that's the one I, I'm working on currently. Um, the, that one's going to be a super crazy one because people were talking about with our series two manuals where we put some foil on it on it's where it said like instruction booklet as well as the logo on the back. Well, the cathedral one, especially there's a lot of white on that manual. If you look on the website, all of that's going to be silver. Like the goal is all it's going to be, you know, a crazy, crazy manual. That's just going to be like a, a treasure piece of like a piece of treasure that's inside when you open up the uh when you open up the the game it's gonna be awesome like ah can't wait can't wait to to hold it in our hands and then see everybody get their copies because that's been the coolest thing um speaking of that barry Mm -hmm. retros of series two Yes, Retros of Series 2 are at the warehouse right now being assembled. How exciting is that? Yeah, literally, like, we were waiting on it to be scheduled. We don't have a completion date because, just like everywhere, there's a manning shortage. So, like, we're just, like, in a, we were in a line waiting to get assembled. Um, I know they told us that it was starting um, and that all of them should be done, you know, back-to-back. Uh, when I say all of them, there are actually three in Series 2 getting assembled because you also have the Retro Fighters variant mm-hmm. getting assembled as well. So um, there's a you know a Retro Fighters variant uh, retro box as well. So you got some cool stuff that we're, uh, we're doing with Premium. Um, we're, we are going to be offering uh, some variants for Series 3, but it is through our conventions. Um, that we're going to be offering those. So there'll be more information to follow so that way everybody can get an opportunity because what we've been promised and what we're going to put forth is that there'll be convention exclusives, but we're going to get Josh and Sheena, which are some of our team members, they're gamers for gamers at conventions, we're going to get them to make them available online. Um, One of the best things about uh, gamers for gamers is that they also work with a charity, and so, like, we're going to be doing, like, a, a charity portion with any of the exclusives. So that way, if you're, um, you know, purchasing one of our variants, there's, it's actually going to support a charity, which I think is amazing. Yeah, that's, that's, I know a lot of people have been asking about variants, especially after the Retro Fighters. Mm-hmm. And to be able to do, you know, some convention variants and, and especially help charity, it's awesome. And all of our variants, it's only slipcase sleeve variants it's not 
not like the inner artwork or anything like that. It's just a slipcase sleeve. And it's not going to be in the retros or anything crazy like that. Uh, Retro Fighters was a, a unique uh, partnership that we did just for a robot name fight. But um, with with uh, Gamers for Gamers, they're part of our team. They're part of Premium. So like we're just going to be doing the slipcases. Um, all of the sleeves should maintain the same so far, unless people say that they really want some like wild-looking sleeves or something. Because um, Josh and Sheena are doing some really cool stuff where they're like, custom printing on the sleeves which they'll have like a textured tactile feel to them that'll pop out so it's gonna be like it's not like we're just like doing art like it's it's gonna be something cool and substantial which is which is wild yeah i can't wait for it oh yeah it's gonna be be ridiculous so i mean whenever we do anything it's gonna be very deliberate and very unique uh and part of our feel because ironically as i see people posting like the robot named fight um variant i'm like i don't even have one of those (laughs) (laughs) it looks really cool uh definitely definitely different with the black slipcase in there which is uh very very jarring but and then the retro box looks really cool too i love how you know, like ours is the Super Nintendo horizontal, and theirs is like the NES vertical. Yeah. Uh, so, I love being able to do cool things like that and give give people you know a different you know artistic look. So pulling the the curtain behind with the um the Retro Fighters variant, we actually initially did not intend to do a slip a sleeve NES sleeve, mm-hmm. and uh, when we did. Uh, the actual test, we're like, oh, there's too much space with our slipcase and the game. So last minute, we had to print um, the NES sleeves, but um, they asked if we could do black instead. And I'm like, yeah, sure. So they're unique to their website. They have a black, you know, sleeve, dust sleeve for everything, which mirrors the NES, which is pretty cool. Definitely different, though. <laughs> like, I want ours red for sure. Um, well, you say you want ours red, but ours are only red for series one and two. <laughs> no, they're Except still red the on the spines. spines. They're still red on the spines. Yeah, because what I like is that it has a, it, like sitting on the shelf, it has a unique piece. And there are some evolutions that we're doing with series three. Um, so one thing we're doing is that we are going to have the ESRB on the front of the slipcases. Um, as well as on the retro boxes, because we had not done that for the artistic integrity, but um, there's been many requests of distributors to add those on there to make it easy for them to um, easy for them to put them on the shelves. Because what you realize is, is when we put things on the shelves, it's actually the slipcase. So not having the ESRB on there becomes problematic because then technically we have to list it with the case only. And so, because all our games come with one now, um, we decided to do a different pre-order bonus, which we haven't revealed yet what the pre-order bonus is. There is a pre-order bonus, everyone. <laughs> yes, and some people did ask about that. And I was yeah. like, well, you know, it's, we haven't announced it. That's the other thing we're doing, is we're doing a pre-order bonus um, when we do these. So, um, it's going to be cool, because we're not going to limit the slipcases. That was one thing. So, um, essentially, even Demon's Tier Plus which was the only copy, the only game that wouldn't have had, um, would have had copies sold without a slipcase because we had some that weren't pre-ordered. Um, those are actually going to Gamers for Gamers and they're going to do some variant slipcases for them. So wow. that way we have some slipcases out there. And again, we're going to figure out how to make those available online so that way people who are interested can get a copy. We'll do like a, a small little like pre-order, maybe like a week or something i don't know um because we are going to be doing a second chance sale for those we've we've been promising it um after series three is done we're going to be doing a second chance sale for series two and maybe we'll we'll toss on that demon's tier as a little um a little treat on top of everything i think we should and isn't that interesting how that means both our series two titles will have variant slipcase and sleeves Exactly. Um, and um, so continuing down the new stuff for Series 3, um, outside of adding like foil, because we are going to be doing planning to do foil on the uh, inserts inside the case. So, you know, classic working designs. Well, if we're going to upgrade it, we got to have a little bit of foil. So our, our logo is going to be foiled on all of our games going forward on the on, on the. Uh, the sleeves, the inserts, the retail inserts. So that's another piece. And then the final main change that we're doing, Barry. Oh, which one is this one? Our slipcases. The quality is about to go up tremendously. And what I like to compare it to is 
um, there are some slipcases that limited run games did. Um, they did one for Sam and Max. That's yes. about the equivalent of what our current one is. It's a pretty basic slipcase. There's one that they just started shipping out for Blaster Master Zero mm-hmm. Collection. That one is a very comparable to the high quality that we're doing. It's a, a singular mold that goes around the back. The cardstock is a little thicker. Um, the artwork um, and, and the artwork actually goes over, so it makes it a a, um, a tighter fit with art, and the art flows better. Looks really cool. And and we were working on this since series one. We just couldn't coordinate it for series two because um, you know our printer was having some um, some manning issues. Surprise, surprise. So we ended up going with the same slipcases for series one to two. Um, now they are going to be a little bit thicker um, because of the thick card stock, but we're trying to get the the height to be exactly the same. You know what we need to get? We need to get like the retro protection for our copies of the games with the slip covers because people have been asking for it. Just buy them. They're there. But they don't. They, they're only not for Switch. Not what I'm saying with the slipcases. Yeah, they custom made retro protector, custom made some some actual protectors for our games. They're just waiting on the mold to come in. Oh, yeah. So yeah, I, I worked. Awesome. I worked with them. Now, will they be you know grumpy with us if we go a little thicker with the next ones? Maybe, but those will still cover our first, you know, two series. Two series. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> but we're doing it for a quality perspective. Um, there's also like uh, we could either do white or black on the inside of our slipcases, so we're going to be doing black, of course, on the inside cardboard, so it'll look really high quality for, nice. for series three. Yeah, they're going to be amazing. So that's the thing, though, is that we're not going to do anything unless it's deliberately to make it a much better item. So that's going to be a, a nice major change. Um, all three games in series three are going to have um, soundtracks, so the soundtracks will be jewel cased. So that's cool. Um, and then all three have different bonus items that will all fit inside the retro box. And that's the plan to fit them all in the retro box. We just hope that it's not a logistical issue. Like what happened with, uh, with demons tear where the cards ended up coming way too big. (laughs) (laughs) And it's awesome having some giant cards, but like, yeah, um, the trading card packs are standard size this time for, for mighty fight. So won't have an issue with that. (laughs) Thanks. Uh, That's a good thing. That's for sure. And those that ended up buying the entire pack, the entire bundle, um, all three should fit inside the retro box. So hoping that they all three fit in there. Now you know there's going to be people that are asking, can I get it with mine, all three packs inside there, sealed? No. No. <laughs> nope, just set A. Set A is the only one that's going in there because we have to do it all from the beginning. <laughs> Fun stuff, right? Yeah, I mean, there's always going to be people and it, we just have to keep it simple. Exactly. If we have Um, too many SKUs, it just confuses, and then someone's going to order, and they're going to get the wrong thing, and it just creates more headaches. Well, exactly. Or they think they're getting something else. Like That's why we started calling our premium editions standard editions, so they know that's our base models, the standard, because people were thinking, oh, the deluxe is premium. Yeah, that's our logo, dude. (laughs) We're premium edition games. That's that's our logo. (laughs) So um, just to avoid confusion, we renamed it to standard or added standard to it so that we have standard retro and deluxe if we do a deluxe um we we did um a couple of podcasts well barry did a shit ton of podcasts i've only done a couple but um we did mention something that you know we're gonna be um wow i just lost train of thought outside of doing a lot less patches (laughs) this time around we're doing a lot less patches this time around which got people nervous yeah, and then there's something else I was thinking about that left me. Oh, uh, it's gonna come back, you it's know. All, it's all good. But it's all that, serious three stuff. It's fine. That's that's something I was I was actually just talking about earlier with the with the challenge patches. So I'll continue on from there. Um, the challenge patches for series three, we will be ordering less patches than the amount submitted for Super Blood Hockey. Yes. So more people completed the Super Blood Hockey Challenge, then there will be Series 3 Challenge patches for the three games. Each individual, of course. So, keep that in mind. Now, also keep in mind that if you get a retro, and the retro comes out a little bit later, we will absolutely be putting some aside for 
those people so you're not you know screwed over because you got the retro we're not going to punish you for nope. for supporting us however once those go into the pool once the retro editions sell out then stand people who got the standard can absolutely claim them at that time so well, that being said if you wait to get the games outside the pre-order window like there's okay. no like you buy it later on at a convention or something they may not be available and the only time we would ever reprint a patch is if we reprinted a print a whole print run like so if we did a second printing of a game we would do more patches to coincide um and we'll make it a big deal like if we do anything like that it'll, oh, yeah. it'll be very deliberate right now there's no plans on doing any of that but you never know because Super Blood Hockey has been sold out and people have been asking already. We just need to get a lot of people to ask, not just like a couple. <laughs> fun, fun. Yeah, it's it's going to be uh, it's going to be an interesting time. And the, the when I have to send that first email, thanks for your challenge submission, but we're out of patches. Sorry about your luck. Um, so it is one of those things like. When you get it, I mean, hopefully you're, when we get these games, you're just going to want to you know, tear into them and play them. Make sure to film yourself to get an unboxing patch. But uh, it's certainly something to go for and to uh, try and accomplish because mm-hmm. there will be a little more competition. And, and if you look at our challenges for Series 1, they were, they were on the easier side. And you look at our challenges for Series 2, and they were on the more difficult side. So the challenges for Series 3 are kind of in between. I, I like the difficult challenges because they're a challenge patch. They're not supposed to be easy. Oh, they're they're still they're still they're closer to series two than they are series one. That's for sure. Um, yeah, for sure. Like, actually, um, some of them are just fun and you have to like explore around. Others are very dexterity based, um, and then some just require you to just you know play the game and enjoy. So. Um, we won't tell you which ones are which, but like, yeah, it'll, they're all a little different flavor for the, for the challenges for sure. Pretty awesome. Love it. Speaking of, uh, of cathedral and challenges and stuff, the developer himself has just messaged me and, and thanking everybody for the support and, uh, really happy that so far the reception to the interview has been positive so i want to pass that along to all of you that he is very appreciative as well and he absolutely deserves that love yeah it's awesome and it's great to see the developer uh super enthusiastic about everybody's support and remember our develop the developers are actually in our discord so if you're Mm -hmm. part of the premium edition games discord you could actually ask them questions and talk and if you talk like in the cathedral room and you mention you know how you're liking it where you, like the, the developer of the game is actually seeing that which is really cool because you can you know you can really tell them your thoughts and and how much you like it and hopefully you like it and and i'm sure they'll be he'll be very appreciative of that because maybe i'll help him nudge him to do cathedral too <laughs> yeah tell us we want the next one we want the next one um so barry do we want to talk about a little bit of uh Big overarching Nintendo Switch news. Yeah, sure. Let's we are do it. we are playcast for this, not just premium. <laughs> That's right. We so, are. So, um, in the last couple of months, like there's there's been some really big things. So we'll just cover the the giant ones. Um, outside of us needing to play more games that aren't just our own, which is <laughs> not happening for a while for me. Um, so first of all, Smash Brothers finished up and launched the final character. So it was yep. what Sora from Kingdom Sora. Hearts. Mm-hmm. And I know um, they revealed that they were using like a, a poll from players like this whole time when they were like figuring out which characters they were going to use. They were using that as part of a, you know, gauge. And so it's super interesting to see that, like, hey, so if you actually communicated with Nintendo, they, they used your feedback to uh, to choose the characters. Um, seeing Sora there was, was really awesome just because, you know, it's getting with the big beast that is Nintendo and the big beast that is Disney to agree. <laughs> well, I, I think they said, like, Sora was the number one back in the Smash 4 poll but yeah. they, it wasn't possible. And I believe it even came about due to like an elevator. Like Sakurai got into an elevator with someone from Disney or something, and they just happened to start talking and, and got the ball rolling. But, you know, I'm, I'm really happy they were able to make it happen. I think, you know, not, not everybody was excited, but I think the majority of people were excited. And it's, it's 
they put themselves in an almost impossible position, right? You have the final yeah. character for Smash Ultimate. No matter what, there's going to be somebody that's upset, and there's going to be somebody that's happy. Man. So, and uh, what they tell, what people have been saying, like, oh, there's still three fighters left. My fighter can get in. Still two fighters left. Well, you can't do that anymore. This is it. This mm-hmm. is the capstone. So yeah. I think this is honestly, like, I, I like Kingdom Hearts. I'm not a huge Sora fan, but I think it was the perfect choice to end on that made the most amount of people happy. Yeah. Well, and that's the key is that the most amount of people. Um, yes. One thing I do want to, like, parallel to, to our fighting game, we've seen a lot of people in comments saying, oh, well, maybe they'll add this character, add that character. Um, Mighty Fight Federation will be complete on cart, so all 16 characters that have been revealed are the characters that are in the game, mm-hmm. so they're not planning currently any expansion packs. Um, that's not to say that they may not do one like long time in the future or something. Cause they have mentioned that, you, you know, never say never, but we currently are doing a complete on cart release of mighty fight federation. So those 16 characters will be it. So those four awesome characters that are all part of amazing games are going to be, you know, part of mighty fight and it's an arena based game. So, you know, just like, all the craziness that goes into smash that they had a giant team creating each of these characters you know they they would need a giant team to keep churning out characters for mighty fight exactly this is an indie company so like yeah it is this is the game that we have it's amazing and we're going to do an episode on it but we do want to be clear that there won't be any like current additions no that was one of the stipulations because it would probably have been a series four game if there were more characters planned but when they said miriam's it that's it we're done like oh well i guess it is ready for series three (laughs) series 20 or something because if they were going to do like smash did and release it for years yeah like you never know like we'll just toss it on the back burner um but yeah like that's 100 percent one of the um one of the contingencies for us to sign a game is we want it to be complete on cart. So we don't want to sign something and then have to like later on do a definitive edition or a expanded edition or another one. Like we want it to be done. <laughs> Absolutely. We want, we want it for preservation purposes and we want to make sure that if someone buys a premium edition game, they are getting the complete package because we feel it's important. So, yeah, so I, I, that being said, let's parallel back to Smash. I wonder if they're going to finally do a, like, ultimate, ultimate release. Smash Ultimate, the ultimate edition physical. I bet they will. It's been a while. Uh, you know, they, they did it with uh, Breath of the Wild and Splatoon 2 in Japan, yep. and they did it with Pokemon Sword and Shield here in America where they actually released them with the DLC on cart. And I would double dip Smash Brothers if it was complete on cart with all 12 additional characters, with yeah. all the me costumes, with like big battlefield and stuff like like the stages that were added after um, the launch and like the level editor, the, the you know the stage editor that was added after launch and stuff like that, all on cart, I would buy it again because I think it's something special and I would like to preserve it. Exactly, and it would probably be a $60 release because it's a huge game. No, I don't think it would be a $60 release. Because if you look at Pokemon, Pokemon was $90. It was $60 plus the $30 for the expansion. So mm-hmm. I think what it's going to be is it's probably going to be, you know, 80 100. to to $100. $100 release? Maybe. Special oh, edition. Expensive. Um, yeah, because I was like, it can't be less than $60, though. I thought you were going to say it's like $40 budget. Release. Oh, no, like, no. Weird. There's no way in hell. That would just piss off people who supported and bought the fighter passes. Well, you just think about it, too, is that, like, just knowing the size of it, the card's... The cartridges oh, would be yeah. expensive, so yeah, no, that'd be. But insane. you'd have to add up not only the fighter passes, but you'd have to, the me fighter costumes were like seventy five cents each, and there's a ton of them. Like that adds up, you know, it's probably like fifteen twenty dollars worth just there. Uh, so, so you didn't get those with the pass? No, the pass was just the fighters and their stages and the oh, music. So I don't have any of the me character me me fighters. I didn't buy. Well, them there's there. there's some you know that came with the game default. But any of the added ones that they added, the 11 packs or whatever, like, no, all that was, you had to buy separately 75 cents to a dollar extra. Ooh. Yep, didn't do that. <laughs> so that needed to die, and that's why I wanted all on the old, you know, like on cart, that'd be great with all that included. I haven't even updated Smash because I've been playing our game, so I haven't <laughs> checked out any of the fighters recently. Oh, so. Sword is pretty fun to play as. 
Yeah, I mean, eventually we'll do a, a premium meets, premium meetups and stuff, and play some games. That's the goal. I thought you were gonna say a premium inclusion and have us get characters in Smash or something like that. Oh, Smash is done. If we're gonna do anything, it'd be in Mighty Fight Federation. That'd be cool. <laughs> that ain't happening because we're already nope. done. So yeah, craziness. The other main news item. Um, Nintendo Online was upgraded to add Sega Genesis and Nintendo 64 to it. Yes, it was. And the world like, yawned. <laughs> actually, no, the world didn't yawn. They the world complained. did the polar opposite. They they, they got mad because of the price. <laughs> they complained because of the price, which is absolutely crazy. Um, everybody that I know is justifying it more for the Animal Crossing upgrades than the actual like online stuff. So like my wife, I mean, the only reason why I got it was for my wife to have the Animal Crossing stuff because it adds substantial playability. It gives you like that 3DS happy home designer to the, mm-hmm. the game. And I don't play it at all, but like literally got it for my wife so she can, you know, tool around with all that. Well, design. The, I mean, the difference is if you have the family pass, it's like 45 bucks. Uh, and that alone would have been twenty five, so it's really you're paying only twenty dollars extra. Yeah, it's a lot. Um, I'm I'm okay with with not having the Genesis in sixty four because uh, the Genesis Mini has all all the Genesis games. The Genesis Collection has better emulation, and most of those games, I think, if not all, um, the N sixty four the emulation's pretty spotty, pretty bad. So, I mean, they got some some upgrading to do, some work to do. I have no doubt that they will upgrade some stuff because Nintendo will do that. But, man, right now it is just a hot mess. <laughs> well, I, I, I have it as well. I have the family plan. So, for us, it made sense because, you yeah. know, we both play Animal Crossing. So, it was $50 for two DLCs or 45 for the family. So, I may as well go 45 uh, And I've messed around with it. I got the controllers. Uh, been able to play some Sin and Punishment, uh, which runs fine, and playing it with an N64 controller is so much better than playing it with any other controller. That has a really weird control scheme yeah. that makes sense on the 64 controller and feels terrible with anything else because you move with buttons. You don't move with the analog sticks. Uh, yeah. So it, it that works. Oh, and, definitely not interested in buying the uh, controllers for the uh, that they revealed. It's really weird seeing a Nintendo branded Sega Genesis controller. Yes, it is. Um, but the fact that they made Very. it the three button is dumb. Um, they should have just made it the Japan six. Got the six button. Nah, and so you can get the six, but you have yeah, to import it. Exactly, and it's scalper time. Um, oh, and yes. then N sixty four controllers sold out fast, and I really wasn't interested in getting them anyways. So. I'll just... Um, they feel good. Yeah, of course they do. It's an N64 controller. It's classic. But in reality, like, don't need an N64 controller because um, I'm not really going to be playing it too much because if I'm going to play it, I'm going to use the original N64 with my EverDrive and or original cartridges and just play them on a CRT the way they're meant to be played. Nothing wrong with that. Nope. Um, And that's the thing, too, is that a lot of us retro gamers have all the things. So adding that um, until the once the netcode starts working better, it'll be cool to play them online. That's really the major draw. But it's currently not optimized correctly to, to make it a fun experience. So once that happens, it'll it'll get some play from a lot more people. Um, I mean, we, we were talking about it before. Um, but essentially, like a lot of these games that get you know released, these apps that get released, they get refined over the years. So the initial complaints that you're going to see, are, it's always going to follow the Switch Online, the high price and and oh, yeah. the uh, the spotty emulation and the bad netcode and all this stuff. And when Nintendo fixes it, it's still going to have that <laughs> that issue, like of people thinking it's doing that even when they fix it. I mean, you saw the same thing with like Fallout over the years or other games that get patched. Oh yeah. Um, and so. It's it's one of those things where, you know, I'll I'll keep my ear to the ground and eventually I'll fire it back up again. See if it's fun. I mean, maybe if I ever stop playing our own games. <laughs> well, they are they are adding they're adding uh, and like they've announced some, but then people found like a leaked list of like the total amount and it seems like a lot of great games are coming from the, like the 64 side at least uh, the list has has gotten out there that i saw and if it's true you'll, you're gonna get like all three mario parties are gonna be there and you're gonna get you know well, both zelda there goes the good there. feel from your uh controller then it's gonna break them 
<laughs> in Mario Party. God. <laughs> oh, man. Well, I would say uh, that puts a bow on things. It seems like our internet is here starting to get a little spotty. So it might be time to, yes. uh, to pause uh, today's recording. Yes, uh, I agree. I think it's a good stopping point. Yeah. We discussed a lot of premium stuff in Cathedral and covered some news articles. Exactly. But, well, um, uh, do you want to say where to find you, Jeff? So you can find me on Facebook and the Twitter at Higgins Alley and at Higgins Alley Books on Instagram. I'm available, of course, on our website, premiumeditiongames.com, where you can pre-order um, all three games with the standard editions. And currently, Cathedral and Phenotopia Retro Editions are sold out of their initial 500 copies, and Mighty Fight Federation is getting close. Um, Barry? You can find me on Twitter at Hawk Hellfire. You can find me on Facebook and YouTube at Nintendo Fuse. You can find me always on the Premium Edition Games Discord, so please join, as well as in our support email. And on YouTube, where he does many interviews. Yes, on YouTube now. And, uh, with, <laughs> now I'm in a couple more interviews on the Premium channel, so definitely check out the uh, Cathedral and the Mighty Fight Federation interviews that have just dropped as of today. All right, everybody. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next time. Have a good one. Maybe episode 100 if we can get JP out of his hole. That'd be nice.